I would say that if there's one thing to all the parents out there, it's really to take time to validate um, yourself because sometimes it's really get it's really easy to get caught up in you know like our mistakes or what we should have done or what we shouldn't have done, right? So I think self care is important, right? To be able to look and to acknowledge the good that we have done, actually a lot of the good that we have done for our children, right? Uh, to take moments to look after yourselves because sometimes I would say for mothers and for fathers, right? It can be a very tiring journey having to juggle parenthood, having to juggle family responsibilities and, you know, work responsibilities. Hello and welcome to Catholic Parents Online, a podcast channel where we share tips and resources on Catholic parenting. Presented through the lens of the theology of the body, we will see how we can be gift to our children in ways that will help them find true happiness and flourish in accordance with God's wonderful plan for each and every one of them. My name is John Hui and I'm your host for this series. Today we're going to discuss about how we can build resilience in our children. And to help us along this journey is Dr. Christine Tan Yi Ching, a medical doctor who runs a mental health practice as well. So welcome to the show, Yi Ching. Thank you so much, John. It's my pleasure to be here today. Yes, wonderful to have you uh, as our guest today. So as uh, perhaps as a start, um, uh, we would like to introduce you to our guests, uh, to, to our listeners, and to perhaps uh, start that off. Could you uh, share with us your little uh, background and, on your family especially? Okay, sure, John. Thanks. Um, so basically, um, I have, a, you know, I have three children. My husband is also a medical doctor. He's a ear, nose and throat uh, specialist. And I've got three children. The two elder ones are girls, 22, 19. And the younger one is a boy and he's 17 turning 18. So basically, yep, just a little nuclear family here. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about myself. That's great. And um, uh, as a parent, I'm sure you, you would agree with me, there are lots of challenges, right? Yes, definitely, yes. definitely. <laughs> and they don't seem to ever end, right? Even for yes. myself now as a grandparent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so would you like to share with us what are the uh, biggest challenges you've faced as a parent in your journey so far? You know, I feel that, um, you know, for us as parents, right, we face different challenges in different life stages. But one particular sort of um, life stage comes to mind. And I think it was a very difficult time for me and my family. And this was when my youngest boy uh, came down with Kawasaki disease. Now, this was when he was around four to five. And it was a very trying period because, you know, Kawasaki basically is a disease where it's like an inflammation of the blood vessels. You know, it happens when the child is, you know, around that age, you know, four to five, you know, that kind of thing. And I think um, it was a difficult period because uh, basically he was very ill and, you know, we were in and he was in hospital for quite a long period. And back then, you know, I had two other, you know, older girls to sort of look after. And it was very hard for the family because um, back then, you know, it was like even after that prolonged stay in hospital and even after discharge, you know, we had to bring him back uh, very often for his checkups and his uh, blood tests and all that. So I remember back then being, um, I would say, a relatively young mother. You know, it's like, you know, I was in my early 30s then. It was quite, quite hard, you know, trying to sort of juggle work, having to look after, you know, my boy who was ill. And then looking after the two elder girls as well. So that was a particularly difficult period, I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure all the uh, physical challenges, right, that the yes. sets our children, and uh, yes. in addition to all the emotional and uh, sometimes even spiritual challenges that our children yes. face, are things that we sometimes find a lot of uh, difficulty really trying to handle. Exactly, and getting handle exactly. on, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And um, yeah. So that was a very difficult period. But I think one thing I wanted to highlight was that. I am so grateful that back then, you know, I had a good friend of mine. Um, she was also a medical doctor and she also, you know, her kid was much bigger already. Back then, you know, she, the, her child was already in his uh, late teens and he had Kawasaki as well. So I think, you know, it really sort of brought home the point that, you know, having someone to journey with me and she was really just supporting me all throughout, uh, giving me a lot of encouragement and hope. So I think, yeah, so when I think back of that period, I think it really brought home the point that, you know, having someone to journey, having someone to support us, good friends, I think it's really, really important. Yeah, yeah right. I think support groups and supportive friends are so important on this journey, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, of yes. course, God is our most important friend, but he sends people yes. to us. And mm. uh, yeah, so such individuals and groups are really a godsend. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Now, I understand you were a family practitioner before. and. Yes. Um, you decided to, in a way, uh, launch a new path in mental wellness and mental health. Yes. Uh, would you like to share with us what made you make that decision? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. I think, um, you know, over my last 20 over years of practice as a family physician, I think over time, I began to notice that, you know, there were more and more patients coming in with various mental health issues. Um, and I noticed also that the patients that were coming in with mental health issues were actually getting younger. So it no longer was, you know, people in their mid thirties and forties, you know, coming oh, in. My with, group, right? yeah. Yes, exactly. But I was seeing them coming in much younger, some of them in their teens and some of them even in, um, you know, nine, 10, you know, that kind of age group. So it began to sort of um, stir up certain thoughts, you know, within my head. And I started thinking, was there something more that I could do, right, for those people who are coming in with the various mental health issues? And then along the way, I was also very active in the parent support groups in my, you know, uh, children's schools. And I mean, one thing that came to the forefront was really a lot of the teenagers struggling with different um, issues like depression and anxiety. Um, and we were also beginning to see more cases of self-harm. So this was really the time when I told myself, you know, I think if I felt that, you know, I, I kind of felt called to want to do a little bit more in this area. And so that's when I decided, yeah, you know, I was going to sort of start a practice uh, together with some of my colleagues to sort of uh, do more in this area of mental well-being in terms of counseling and psychotherapy. Yeah. Mm, must have been quite a big jump. For sure. So I think I did spend quite a long time um, trying to discern and pray, you know, as to, because I wanted to be kind of like, I, I wanted this to be something that was, um, you know, it wasn't just from me. It was, I felt something that was a little bit deeper than myself. I, I can't quite put this in words, but yeah. So it's like, you know, it was something that I felt that I was called to do. And I felt that I had um, a bit of this, I would say, um, yeah, I, I just felt, you know, something, 
something in me that was a little bit deeper, some stirrings within me to want to do a little bit more in this area, particularly in this area of youths and adolescents. Yeah. As a matter of um, uh, curiosity, um, yes. do you happen to come across any uh, suicides uh, among the um, youth? That yes, you actually, the answer is yes. Um, that was because back then, you know, um, because of my active work in the parent support groups in the schools. Um, yes, so that was something that I came across. Um, and I also got to know some friends of mine who were in this um, some of these support groups for parents who had lost their children to suicide. So I felt um, deeply, I was, I would say, you know, I was deeply moved to want to do something more, right, for the youths. And I felt that so much could be done upstream rather than trying to sometimes grapple with the downstream problems. Yeah, so for sure. Yes. yes certainly. And um, I think, I think um, that basically what I imagine you're doing would be to try to build resilience in the uh, yes. people uh, whom you journey with. Uh, yes. That's a very important uh, in sense of uh, quality that you want to uh, instill and build in them, right? Yes, de definitely, John. Yeah. Um, you know, resilience to me is something um, which is so important because, you know, all of us, I would say at some point in our lives or various points in our lives, right, would face challenges. And resilience is really the ability to bounce back from adversity. And to me, I think this is really an, a fundamental sort of a quality that I feel um, that can be imbued in our children. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I guess it is important in um, resilience, I mean, in building this quality in our children to help them face uh, adversities in the world, right? Uh, because I think um, as it is, uh, challenges will never end, even for us parents yes. and grandparents like myself. And um, it is something which I'm sure uh, we will need to uh, overcome in its mm. various forms and at any stage of our life. And uh, it is something which perhaps uh, many of us uh, have not been able to uh, build upon, right? Um, mm. For whatever reason it may be. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. perhaps would you like to share with us you know, some mm. uh, practical tips on how we can build resilience in ourselves and in our children? Um, okay. Maybe I'll share a little bit about what um, I do, right? Um, I mean, within my family. I think first and foremost, um, you know, I often encourage my children to actually push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zone, right? Um, you know, taking on little things that, you know, they feel that um, sometimes, for example, taking social anxiety as an example, this is something that I tend to see quite a lot in the teenagers, you know, there's often this worry about how other people judge them, right? And I would say that, um, you know, even with my children, sometimes, you know, when they were going through the teenage years, you know, they would share with me sometimes worries about how their friends would look at them and things like that. And uh, very often I would say, you know, look, you know, you can take on or you can, you know, sort of um, join your friends for certain activities or take on certain projects that would sort of push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. So I think the first thing would be to encourage our children, all right, to sort of get themselves, you know, in different things that would sort of make them a little bit uncomfortable, this slight sense of discomfort uh, without them really feeling overwhelmed. So I think that would be one, right? Um, the other thing about building resilience, all right, would be actually fundamentally having this sense of awareness, 
Now, one of the fundamental pillars I feel about building resilience would be building the muscle of awareness. Um, because sometimes I feel that, you know, when there is no sense of awareness as to how we feel or what are some of the thoughts that we have or the emotions that we have, it's very hard to kickstart this journey of well-being, right? So when I try to build awareness in my children, it might look like, you know, sort of sometimes at the end of the day, coming together, maybe having a chat about how they felt about certain, you know, issues, uh, about certain challenges that they're facing, right? Um, or sometimes even just sitting down together, uh, doing a little bit of prayer, or even a little bit of a mindfulness, you know, sort of a meditation session. So it's about building the awareness. I feel that part is really important. And the third thing would be to cultivate this heart of gratitude. Now, you know, sometimes it's kind of easy to talk about counting our blessings, but I feel that it takes a certain amount of intention and practice. So it's about building that, you know, sort of um, attitude of gratitude, so to speak, right? Uh, really looking out for the little things in our lives that actually, um, I would say, are beautiful. And so this is a message I often tell my children, right? We don't really need something to be really great or positive or wonderful to happen around us. But the fundamental thing about gratitude really is about observing. So when you begin to see things around you, you can actually look out for things that can be really very joyful. So I think this is one thing, you know, building up this sense of gratitude within us and with our children and within the family, right, um, actually builds the muscle of resilience, right? So these are actually some very simple ways, I would say, that, you know, parents can actually uh, build a sense of resilience in their children. But I think one final point I want to make is that we as parents actually need to model some of these things that we have talked about. For example, being grateful, you know, so I find for myself, um, I'm quite intentional when I'm, especially when I'm with my children, you know, what I say, or the behavior that I manifest. So for example, things like gratitude, right? Um, I think we as parents can do it ourselves, for example, right? Just pointing out certain things that are nice, you know, at the end of the day, right? Or may, whether is it a nice meal that we had, or maybe just a nice cup of coffee. So I like to highlight this, you know, whenever I talk about these things to my children, you know, what were the good things that happened that day? Uh, not necessarily something big, but even the tiny things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you've mentioned is so true, right? That uh, yeah. we need to be there for them. And yes. at the same time, really be able to communicate at the feeling level. Yes. Right? Um, yes. I think many times we tend to forget that. We tend to just focus on the mechanics of our daily lives and what needs yes. to be done and so on. But yes. we need to forget about connecting with the feelings of our children, right? Exactly. And I think what you brought up is so important, right? Just, mm. just being there for them, uh, um, mm. affirming them that of our presence, of our yes. being there for them, no matter mm. what. And mm. um, really being there to listen to their feelings and allowing them to express those feelings, right? Whether they yes. felt sad, they felt hurt, they felt embarrassed by something that happened. And, and just being there for them to empathize with them, not to judge, right? But just yes. to empathize with them and to uh, let them know and feel that they are listened to. Yeah, right? you know, that's so true, John. You know, before coming on this, you know, um, uh, Zoom call, you know, uh, you had shared some questions that you might be asking me and it was interesting. So last night, I actually sat down with my kids and my husband and we had a chat because I wanted to hear from them what were some of their thoughts 
um, you know, about the questions that you had sort of, you know, um, put to me, right? And it's interesting. So when one of, I mean, my kids basically shared with me, and I was very touched actually, because when, when it came to this question about, um, you know, what are some practical tips or what are some of the um, values that you live by, you know, as a parent, and my girl, my daughter actually said, you know, mom, actually, it's kind of obvious to me what is the most important thing in the family. So I said, huh, really? Tell me, what is it? You know, I wasn't quite sure. And she said, it's open communication. And I must say, John, that when she, when she said that last night, right, I was really very touched because um, my daughter, I mean, she shared with me that she knows of many friends um, who sometimes find it difficult to tell the truth to their parents, mm. right? Because there's often this fear of backlash of judgment, like you mentioned earlier on. And so when she brought this up and she said, hey, because I was kind of coming up with a few other, you know, sort of thing, right? Like, for example, okay, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, so she said, no, I think the most important thing that you have uh, sort of um, always encouraged us was to have open communication. Um, so in a way, I would say that I'm very grateful that my kids are able to com openly communicate with me and my husband, you know, about the different issues that they have or the challenges that they face. I think without, and I, I think it's always trying to give them this atmosphere that whatever they say, we are here to listen to them uh, sort of with empathy and without judgment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. And the other thing that you um, uh, brought up, right, uh, about gratitude is something which I um, would fully agree with as well, because, mm -hmm. Um, and role modeling, because I, I yes. saw that in my own mother, um, yes. whenever something good, little blessings that came along our way, uh, we came from a very poor background, right? right. Little blessings that came our mm. way and, and she'll say, oh, thank God, thank Mother Mary, you know, for mm. her rest. And then after that, um, when something not so nice happened and all that, don't worry, just pray to God, let yes. him uh, take care of things, you know, yes. we'll entrust him and ourselves to him and ask Mother Mary to pray for us. Yes. And then when something happens and, and things uh, uh, come about well again, and she says, you see, thank God. <laughs> Mother Mary. So it's something which um, I, 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 in a way yeah. I've seen happening so frequently in my yes. uh, younger days that yes. I, I see it as a, a good role model to follow. Yes, and, and, I, and I realized that um, having that sense of gratitude gave me the sense that actually, it is God who is in charge of everything. Yes. And, and, and not ourselves. I think if you were to exactly. think that we are in charge of everything in our lives, um, every situation right. and, and mm. every difficult problem we face, I think mm -hmm. we would have a lot of issues uh, tackling them because we are not God, right? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I think that, that's something which I really uh, uh, wanted to pass on to my kids as well. And um, mm. just everything, at, at the end of the day, you just thank God for what, what happened during the day. Yes. Sometimes even yes. the negative things that may have happened, which actually helped us learn something from yes. and then uh, help us yes. to, in a way, um, uh, become better or at least a bit stronger mm. uh, to mm. bounce back from that uh, negative experience. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I really love that, John. I mean, you know, sharing about your mom. Yeah, that really resonates. You know, sometimes having such a wonderful role model in our lives is really such a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I think that uh, since we are on this topic of uh, mm. gratitude, right, um, uh, we know that uh, uh, in a sense, God is such an important part of our lives, right? Mm. Um, in your work and in, in your experience in, in uh, trying to build resilience right, in your mm. patients and the people you journey with, how mm. important do you find uh, faith in, as part of this journey? You know? you know, John, I would say that actually faith is um, instrumental in this 
journey of recovery. You know, whether we actually talk about it um, explicitly or we don't. Um, you know, at least within, um, okay, within my family, right, I would say that um, faith is really central. And so very often there is often this sense that, um, you know, I, I love it earlier on when you said that actually at the end of the day, we are not in control. You know, a lot of times we want a sense of control and therein lies that struggle, right? So, I mean, I would say that personally for me, this is still a work in progress, right? Having this uh, sort of learning to be able to let go, right? And to surrender. So I feel that this is really a path that each and every one of us is on. And that's why, you know, whenever I talk to my kids, um, I would say that, you know, faith is really something that holds, it's the glue, it's a central thing that holds the family together, right? So when it comes to the uh, recovery journey, I would say of patients and, um, you know, the, you might say the youth or the adolescents, I'm also very sensitive to the fact that, you know, some of them uh, are Christians, they come from really different uh, religious backgrounds sometimes, right? So I am sensitive. And I would say that for those uh, who are believers, right? Um, yes, I do bring that element in, right? Sometimes for those who are not, then um, I am sort of attuned to that as well. So I would say that um, having the, the faith element, you know, in this whole recovery journey actually helps things. Uh, it makes the journey somewhat smoother, a little bit faster, I would say. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah. So yeah. I really like that question. <laughs> yeah. Well, following up on that, then um, yes. uh, would you like to share with us how as a family, you know, you try to inculcate the uh, a more spirit-filled environment to... to yeah. Bring so, up the faith, yeah. Yeah. So actually, oftentimes, right, we try to spend as much time as we can um, on a daily basis. So, I mean, for us, meals are oftentimes to come together to bond and to chat. You know, one thing I want to sort of highlight is that, you know, sometimes it's a little sad when I go to cafes or, you know, the restaurants and I notice that a lot of families are really sitting at the table um, eating, but yet, you know, they're all looking at their devices. Yes. So I feel that that is something that actually is a small, it's a low hanging fruit. I mean, to all the parents who are listening, right. Um, maybe just to sort of tell the kids and say, Hey, look, you know, this is a family meal time. So maybe a very easy thing that we can do is just to put aside the devices and just spend some time chatting about the day's events. So um, it has become like a family tradition that, like, you know, at least, uh, you know, we try to spend meal times together, dinner time, everyone, uh, whoever can make it, we try our very best to come together to eat together, right, and share about the day's events. Um, but at the very least, once a week, right, uh, we have what we call like a family gathering where we come together to go and we, we kind of do a little bit of a deeper sharing. So in this family time, right, um, we actually start off by talking about what we actually are grateful for with regards to one another, right? It's kind of interesting. So we might all sit around and then I might, um, so maybe I might start and I say, you know, actually uh, this week, I'm really grateful for dad, uh, for daddy as my husband uh, because, you know, for this or that. So it becomes a session Then I might go around and I say, oh, you know, this week I'm really grateful for Sarah for, you know, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And it's very powerful because as you go around that family circle, right? Everybody raises something that they are grateful for with regards to someone else, you know, in the family unit. And for me as a mother, 
and a wife, um, it's very powerful to hear, you know, uh, words of affirmation from my husband or words of, you know, gratitude from my children. So we like to start off like that first. And I think this is a very helpful practice because it brings everyone together. It's an intentional period of bonding. Uh, so after this session where we kind of talk about the things that we appreciate about one another, then we take it one step further and we might just share some of the challenges that we had faced that week. So I find that quite a, quite a powerful session, actually. So we try to do this every week. And um, so that's one. And on top of that, of course, it would be, um, you know, I do like to sort of pick out certain books um, and we do book clubs. Right. So sometimes it could be a, a it could be a book of somebody's choice. Um, and usually it's something spiritual in nature. Right. And then we would sort of say, OK, you know, everyone's going to read chapter one and then we're going to come together and discuss. And then you find that that book, um, you know, we, we sort of dissect it. We share you know, our feelings and our experiences. And so it's it's pretty fruitful, I would say. So, you know, doing different activities like this, you know, coming together to pray. And um, the kids have always been aware that, you know, mommy and daddy always have journeyed with them, you know, as they went through their journey. So when the children were attending their, you know, catechism classes and all that, um, you know, we would sort of try to take part um, actively. So there was a period, I was kind of like the assistant, one of the assistant catechist teachers in Holy Family. And then along the way, you know, whenever they had the camps and all that, or their retreats, um, my husband and I, we would try to participate, you know, or volunteer our time. So things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like uh, what you've done was very intentional. Uh, yes. And you really yes. made it clear that you wanted to have sessions whereby you could affirm each other, yes. hear each other out, yes. listen to each other, empathize yes. with each other, yes. and then pray together, right? Yes. Right? It looks like it's a very intentional uh, journey that you've undertaken. Yes. You know, John, I'll just share with you that it takes quite a bit of discipline and commitment to do this. Because sometimes after a week or two, it's easy to say, oh, you know, I'm just tired. There are other things to do this weekend, right? Like go out or do something. So um, can I just say that I think it takes a certain amount of doggedness to get this thing off the ground. I'm and sure. after a while, you know, so it's always like um, saying, okay, come, you know, it's, uh, it's Sunday afternoon. Let's all come together. And sometimes the kids will groan and they'll say like, oh, you know, must I really do this? Especially my youngest son, you know? Yeah. 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 So things like that. It's only like, you know, I've got all the other, you know, I've got lots of work to do and stuff like that. Yeah. Sounds so familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they kind of know me because then I'll say, no, I think, so I, so I think it comes back to this whole thing that, um, you know, sometimes when people talk about parenting and what kind of styles of parenting really work, right? I think for me personally, right? Um, it, it really has to be that middle line. You know, one cannot be too permissive as in to give them a whole free space without any boundaries, but yet to swing to the other extreme where one is really authoritarian, it's, it doesn't work as well, right? Because then you're going to sort of get the kids to build up this, you know, defensive wall. So I think giving them that space and yet clear boundaries. So they kind of know me in the sense that they say, okay, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Mom is calling us to go for our family meeting. <laughs> yeah. After the uh, World Cup, uh, the picture that comes to me right now is... Uh, uh, imagining our children playing football in a yes. huge open field, yes. right? But with adequate boundaries to protect them from dangers that are outside that exactly. perimeter. And at exactly. the same time, having certain rules that while yes. they are playing and if certain fouls are committed, then the whistle has to be blown to yes. tell them, oops, sorry, that's a foul and uh, don't do that again, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but otherwise, they are free to play yeah. the game and enjoy it. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, my kids kind of know it because I think my husband is the more, um, he's kind of cool and chill and he's like really relaxed. So I think, yeah, so they kind of know that there's a bit of this balance. So like I said, to get that regular family, you know, sort of meeting or, you know, sort of getting, getting it off the ground, right? Um, it really took a bit of effort, not easy, because I would often say that we kind of, to me, right, consistency is key. It's kind of like, um, it's easy to sort of try to do it once or twice, but to be able to consistently do it, I think it takes a bit of discipline and um, prayer. It certainly does. <laughs> it certainly does, yeah. I, I think for us parents, yeah. we just continue to pray, to have to yes. pray for that uh, consistency and the yes. discipline, like you mentioned, to really continue with such practices that yes. we know are for the good of our family, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but it's not easy. It's I not easy. fully it's agree with easy. me. I, I've, uh, I've uh, fallen a few times, quite a few times, Many times. So have I. So have I. <laughs> so, and every time you have to just get ourselves back again and say, look, yeah. we've got to get back together to do this again, you know, exactly. and, and yes. things like that. So yes. my wife and I just have to keep encouraging each other. Okay, mm. let, let, let's do it. Okay. And uh, every day yeah. we'll just, just keep on praying for our family and exactly. praying for our children and uh, praying for this uh, ability to continue doing what we should be doing as parents. Yes. Because too yeah. often we fail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it happens to me all the time as well. All the yeah, time. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's been um, quite interesting. I think the uh, what you've really brought up is so important, right? Role modeling, mm. empathy, communication, right? Mm. Um, and then setting the boundaries where and um, which are needed uh, in order yes. to, for them to really flourish. But at the same time, uh, mm. not restricting them such that they are unable to flourish well, mm. uh, as mm. as well as the uh, in a way God would want them to, in a sense. Yes. Yeah, I think that there's also the temptation and uh, difficulty on our on us as parents, right, to mm. find that balance, like you said, uh, between mm. um, authoritative parenting and overly liberal parenting. Yes. I yes. think the yes. balance is quite difficult to achieve sometimes. Very, I must I must say. Yes, very true. Very true, John. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say that you know, parenting is not easy at all. It's um, I think it's really one of the toughest. You know, it can be one of the toughest, you know, you can say vocations, you know. Yeah, I, I would fully agree. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's why I would say that um, as parents, you know, I think being able to learn to sort of equip ourselves with some of the skills, I would say is important. You know, whether is it just reading some parenting books or maybe, you know, sometimes asking for advice uh, from people who are a little older than us, you know, the older couples have gone through, you know, their parenting journey when the kids were young, just asking for advice. I think it, it really helps. It just takes a village, honestly, to raise a child. So, yeah. So I've often felt that, you know, this, this need to want to sort of learn, you know, what are the different ways that we can engage our children and what are the different ways we can sort of um, help ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Um, in some other podcasts I had shared that actually, um, I am in a kind of like little support group with other fathers, you know, ah, uh, and grandfather as well. Cool. So um, we actually sort of like meet up once a week and then we actually uh, share with each other. We, we get some uh, reading material, um, yes. uh, spiritual reading material, and one of yes. those uh, books that we can then reflect on um, or one of those documents from the church that we can reflect on. And then we share them. We also share with each other then sometimes some of the challenges that we face. Wonderful. And sometimes how we messed up. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> you know, that's, we actually that's, threw it yeah. out. We, we pray together, we support each other, and we, we um, in a way, help each other through that journey. It's, yes. it's not easy. Yes. Yeah. You know, John, that's so meaningful. Um, yeah. I feel that actually it's hard to do parenting on our own steam. 
And I think sometimes just having a community of parents that you know we can reach out to or people that uh, can mentor us, right? I think that really, really helps. Yeah, really absolutely. Helps. Because yeah. after all, we are made in the image and likeness of God, right? Who is yes. communion, right? Internal yes. exchange of love. And I think we are made for communion. Yes. Right? Within our families and with our friends and, and you know, other relatives and so on who can come together mm-hmm. and support each other through this very difficult yeah. journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even up to today, sometimes um, uh, I've had once or twice where my, uh, daughters, uh, one of uh, mm-hmm. yeah, one or both, uh, one of my daughters may on and off my children. You know that last time, uh, because we, we are journeying with their uh, with our grandchildren, right? Their children, and mm-hmm. we see them parenting a bit differently, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, when we talk about it, say, you know, look, that actually last time, do you know that I was a bit hurt when you uh, said this or you did this, you know, and all that. So, mm-hmm. uh, so now I'm making a point to not do that with my kid, and they explain to me uh-huh. why they're doing it. You know, right. and it helped me realize, oh my goodness, what I said at that time was actually mm. not a good thing that I did, you mm. know, and mm. it is something which mm. I then continue to learn from even today. And yes. I learned from them certain skills of parenting, perhaps now grandparenting, you know, uh, as, mm. as I see how they parent their children. And it's yes. a result, not just of our role modeling, but also because of the mistakes we made as mm. when we were parents, you know, and, and, and we were parenting them in, in the younger yeah. days. Yeah, you know, John, I really love that that you know, point that you raised, right? Because I feel that it really brings home the point that I think we as parents we need to be humble. So there's a sense of humility and openness because it's so true that you know sometimes I'm caught out by my children. They would point out certain things that I might have said or done that um, you know because they would say, oh no, actually that when you said that, you know, it didn't feel so good, you know, that kind of thing, right? So I feel that it really is. A humbling lesson. It's a lesson in humility, right? So I think it's so important that, you know, I, and you shared earlier on, right, about wanting to learn some of the mistakes. And I say, hey, that's, yeah, that really totally resonates with me. It's about coming to this whole parenting journey um, with a sense of humility and openness. Because just as we are trying to teach our children, actually, I would say that most times I'm learning a lot from them as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's been a wonderful time uh, with you, uh, Yiching. Uh, uh, we've really, really learned a lot from you, and uh, thank you so much. But before we end, I'm wondering whether you have any you know, uh, final words of advice for parents in helping our children build resilience you know, and be tougher mm-hmm. in this uh, very, very challenging world. You know, John, I would say that if there's one thing to all the parents out there, it's really to take time to validate um, yourself because sometimes it's really, get, it's really easy to get caught up in you know, like our mistakes or what we should have done or what we shouldn't have done, right? So I think self-care is important, right? To be able to look and to acknowledge the good that we have done. Actually, a lot of the good that we have done for our children, right? Uh, to take moments to look after yourselves because sometimes I would say for mothers, and for fathers, right? It can be a very tiring journey having to juggle parenthood, having to juggle family responsibilities and, you know, work responsibilities. Yeah, just look at all the hair I've lost over the years. <laughs> yeah, so I would tell parents out there, you know, um, give yourself some space, make sure that you take care of yourselves, right? And, um, and I would say that, you know, between husband and wife, I think the marital relationship is also very important to so true. cultivate, Right, so as we are sort of, we, when you have a good marital relationship, then it kind of spills over to the children as well. But having said that, even for the single parents, I would say, um, you know, it's good to look after yourself and have enough self care so that when we resource ourselves, 
then we are able to sort of look after our children better as well. Yeah, John? Yeah, sure. And, and perhaps they can find a support group too. There are quite, yeah. quite a few groups around there with, uh, with yes. I think, beginning experience mm. and uh, surviving divorce. There's some of the groups yes. uh, within the Catholic Church that actually enable and empower single parents to mm. um, give the best that they can to the children while being nourished as well. Yes. So that yes. they will not be drained because it is a very tiring journey. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. But with God's grace, we'll survive. Yes. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. still alive. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Yiching. It's been uh, wonderful having yeah. you um, uh, on this uh, podcast and uh, sharing your expertise and experience with us. I'm sure this uh, has been very helpful for many of us uh, parents as we continue mm. to guide our children in building resilience in themselves, mm. right? So thank you once again, Yiching. Thanks, uh, John, for we having look forward me today. To most welcome and we really, the pleasure is all ours and we look forward to perhaps seeing you again. Okay, thanks, John. Right. Okay. Thank you very all much. Right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.